0: We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Vent Line, the one show where you get to react to how the purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651 646 8255 This is Vikings Vent Line.
1: Thielen's only catch of the game. Set this up. Cousins fires for the end zone. Touchdowns to five digs. Cousins is trying to get it to the end zone. The Hail Mary from Cousins, it's caught, it's Kyle Rudolph for the Viking touchdown! Well, then maybe it's fitting here, Andy! Cook gets the ball back, they fake to him, the toss to Rudolph, and he's into the end zone, another Viking touchdown for Kyle
2: Rudolph! Ah, that's right. Vikings, Ventline, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill. We are in the uh, TCL broadcast studios, and we are actually interrupting today's game. This was such a bad game that there's two oh eight left. I believe I'm looking at the play by play, Manny, right now. There's two oh eight left. A timeout by the Vikings. Brought. They're up twenty seven to nine in this game. Why I don't are you know. calling a timeout? Nobody should be allowed to take timeouts this, in this game. This game, game should no have clue. been
3: over. 45 minutes ago. It's so bad. Why Why are we stopping the clock? It should not be stopping.
2: Uh, 651-646-8255 is the local number. 877-615-1500 is the number to call and vent if you're outside the metro Welcome to the uh, those of you watching on Facebook, on Twitter, YouTube, and Periscope, and of course, uh, 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com.
3: And we yes. are brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pubs. Find them online at Lucky's13Pubs.com, five Twin Cities locations. So let's
2: get those uh, calls started, getting those lined up at 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Uh, also, let's do, do a bit of housekeeping here first. The Vikings needed three things to happen to clinch a playoff berth today. One of them happened on Saturday when Tennessee miraculously came back late. I believe Malcolm Butler intercepted a pass with six seconds left and scored a touchdown. So Tennessee beats Washington. Domino number Mm 1, Manny Hill had fallen at that point. Domino number 2, the Vikings tried to avoid this for one half of football as best they could, but they were unable to because the Detroit Lions simply don't care. The Vikings had to win their game. And as I said, um, as we get near the two minute warning, the Vikings are up 27 to 9, so that will happen. Domino number three is a little bit more dicey. At uh, Lincoln Financial Field right now, 2.11 left in the game. Philadelphia twenty-nine, Houston twenty-three. If Philadelphia wins that game, it's going to get interesting, potentially, and, and we can recap this a little bit too. Very interesting next Sunday. A Vikings win over the Bears at U.S. Bank Stadium gets the Vikings in. The Viking or I'm sorry, the Bears will play in San Francisco, kicking off shortly here. And the interesting thing about that is if they can win that game, there is a good chance that they will be playing for potentially a first round bye in the playoffs. Well, if that's going to be the case, then guess what? The Chicago Bears are going to come into U.S. Bank Stadium a week from today and play very hard. Yeah. And so there is a very good chance that the storyline, if that all transpires and the Bears are actually playing for, uh, for seeding and the positioning and a first-round buy, that we are going to come to the accurate story of, this is why you signed a quarterback to a three-year, $84 million contract. Kirk Cousins, the pressure is on. Because if the Vikings lose to the Bears and the Eagles beat the Redskins mm. in Washington, correct? Yep. Then the Vikings are out of the playoffs. So the game a week from today against the Bears could be very intriguing.
3: And and with the Bears, too, I mean, they're probably, depending on what happens with them in San Francisco today, and I think, you know, there's a decent chance the Bears could lose that game in San Francisco. The Niners are playing better lately um, the Bears, you know, they're a little bit shaky on the road once in a while. I don't know if that defense carries on the road as well as it does at home at Soldier Field, and you've got, you know, a quarterback that's kind of enigmatic at times. So if the Bears lose in San Francisco today, that would drop them to ten and five. And the other thing too is the Cowboys are well in control of their game today. So they're gonna be nine and six. The Cowboys, I believe, can actually surpass the Bears. For the three seed, if they win out and the Bears lose out, and they both finish at ten and six, interesting. Okay, so the Bears could be.
2: So the Bears are probably going to play. They're probably going to be have playing to play try for. and try
3: and play. And and I know some people might say, well, you know, what's the difference between the three and the four seed? Well, that might be the difference between you going to New Orleans or Los Angeles, Absolutely, depending yeah. on what seed you have. Yes. So if you're the Bears, you probably if you're thinking the Rams are going to be the two. If you're not going to be the two, and the Rams are. Mm-hmm. You probably want to be the three seed because you can probably go to Los Angeles and have a better chance than you would having to go to New Orleans.
2: Vikings. So. Vikings. event line is the show six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. The Vikings are going through the motions of wrapping up a victory today at Detroit. Twenty seven to nine is the score right now. Um, one fifty eight left now. Two minute warning just passed. Twenty seven. <laughs> Twenty seven to nine. What is your your th- uh take your thoughts on today's game because that first half might have oh set God. football back to about 1934 that was and, and on both sides that was an atrocious half of football and and I am really oh breaking news Houston has
4: just scored huge 35-yard is- touchdown pass by Deshaun Watson. Thank you, <sighs> Jonathan. 30-29. How incredible is this kid? Well, he's, he's not a kid, but so good, how man.
1: he
2: is, is, is going to be guy? such
3: a superstar in this league and it's just, I mean, He had his rookie year was cut short last year by the ACL, but he was playing phenomenally before he got hurt last year, and he's been he's been terrific this year too.
2: So the score right now, as Jonathan just told you, with let's see here, with two oh four left in that game, Houston thirty and Philadelphia twenty nine. And once again, if the Eagles lose, the Vikings are in. So that makes your life that makes your life if you're a Vikings fan much simpler, because the Vikings needed a. Washington lost to Tennessee. They got it. A win over Detroit. They're going to get that. And if uh, the Texans can now hold on in Philadelphia, that will put the Vikings uh, for the second consecutive year, and I believe the third time, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, in the time that Mike Zimmer has been the head coach here in the playoffs.
3: Okay. So, so yes. if you're very quickly, yes. If if you're the Vikings and you clinch that playoff spot today, are you resting guys next week? I'm
2: resting Xavier Rhodes. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm resting Xavier Rhodes now. Now, okay. So, what's the positioning then if you're the Vikings between the five and the six?
3: I think it would depend on Seattle, right? Yes, it because does. I think there's still is there still a decent chance that they would that they could leapfrog Seattle. Well, in the standings, uh, I've got the I've
2: got the playoff bracket called up here. It's Seattle eight and six. The Vikings are going to be eight six and one.
3: Yeah, and, and so Dallas could.
2: eight and six right now as well too.
3: Yeah. I mean So yes, so, I
2: think as long I think as long as you can leave Frog a team, you definitely do it. Just play it out? Yeah. 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 Now now is Rhodes see Rhodes gets hurt every game now though. I can't tell now.
3: Yeah. Like I think something I think he's just been battling stuff yeah, all year. I think yeah.
2: something's wrong there. But I guess the question becomes now, do you do you weigh the potential of playing a guy like that? in this game in which playoff positioning could be important against trying to get him as healthy as you possibly can for what is surely a first-round playoff game because you're not going to get a bye. Right. But yes, for the most part, I play guys.
3: Yeah. If I'm the Vikings, you, I, I play guys. To, I think if you still have something to gain, even yes. after if you clinch that spot, and again, we're, we're waiting on the outcome of the Eagles and Texans here to d- even decide if the Vikings are have clinched or, or not. But I think if you still have an opportunity to, to gain something... Next week, I think you got to play it out.
2: All right, so we now have 49 seconds left. Matt Castle in a quarterback for Detroit. (laughs) And here's the scary thing. Here's the sad thing. Looking at the play-by-play chart here, the last one, two, three, four, five plays, they just keep throwing. Alliance, wow. just do us a favor. Here's what Matt Patricia run the ball, yeah. end the season, and you know what? You should be fired. Then <laughs> this isn't that hard.
3: Here's what I love. So early in the game, and well, really throughout the the three the first three quarters, they're they're giving the ball to Legarrette Blunt. They're he like handing again. off to he him, him and they're and they're dumping it off to him, and he's he's either dropping it or he's catching it, not going anywhere. He's not running the ball very well, and you're the whole time you're thinking, what the hell are the lions doing? What are I they am- doing? This is not working with Legarrette Blunt. They're idiots. And then and then you get to the end of the game, the last quarter, when the game has already been decided, and you're like, now you're just like. Just give the ball to LeGarrette Blair. Yes. Just keep the clock moving. And or, then they won't.
2: Or Zenner. Just
3: give them the ball, yeah.
2: but hand them the ball, allow them to be tackled, <laughs> and end the game. End your pathetic season. Get the hell out of here. And you should fire your head coach. <laughs> the Hail Mary pass to Kyle Rudolph to end the first half. embarrassing. I have never seen a higher level of an opposing team of
3: just take the game, please. I, Win I, the game. I'm I not love, jumping. Take the game. I love the one guy. I don't even I don't even know who it was for the Lions. The one guy who actually jumped for the ball was like six feet away from Rudolph. Like he wasn't even remotely close to even the, having a chance to get the ball. And he's the only one for the Lions who jumped. The guy
2: by him was uh, well, by like, how much shorter
3: do you think? How many inches do you think we'll that see. that Kyle had on that guy? We'll see. Rudy's what six 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 yeah, seven. Yeah, probably. So probably six, this guy's yeah. probably about six feet maybe. Didn't seven he, inches. I don't think he left his feet.
2: No, I don't think he did. I don't think, he, and that first <laughs> half did set football back, and I was disappointed that the Vikings didn't come out and own this game from the very outset. And the they greatest, should,
3: and there's no excuse for them see, not. Doing and and that. see, here's what's going to happen, too, Judd. We're going to look at these numbers, and Kirk, we're going to look at Kirk Cousins' numbers: twenty-one under twenty-eight, two fifty-three, three touchdowns, no picks. He's only sacked twice. One thirty-seven point nine quarterback rating. You're going to look at those numbers, and you're going to say. Oh my God, Kirk Cousins was fantastic today.
4: He really wasn't.
3: No, he really wasn't.
4: Yes, Jonathan. Nope. Update on the uh, Houston and yes. Philadelphia game. Foles is down currently in his own end zone, injured, holding his ribs. Jadavian Clowney just tackled the crap out of him Ooh, wow. as he got off a pass.
3: Who's the third guy for Philadelphia? Who's next? <laughs> Doug Peterson? <laughs> it might have to be Doug Peterson. Is that where DeFlippo went now? Uh, he should. Become the quarterback. That's a really good question. He's probably going to end up back on the Eagles staff, isn't he? Who's that? De- Filippo? Probably.
2: Oh, and by the way, so so rightfully so, that first half got a lot of uh, smart-ass tweets, you know, about Stefanski and Filippo being fired and how great is this offense now. Uh-huh. I will say the one statistical category that you can really look at today, and that's the difference, Kyle Rudolph. Nine targets, yeah. nine catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns. And and yes, the Hail Mary was a fluke because Detroit didn't care. But Eureka, a yeah. tight end that you can throw to. And nobody has ever said that Kyle is the
3: greatest thing. He's not. There's Well, Bill Belichick did a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, but there's he's a big, list. he's strong, he's fast.
2: But we know that there's a <laughs> list of what, like three guys sure. or something yeah, that are yeah, just yeah. special. Yeah. But that's the one thing. Reincorporating the tight
3: end as part of oh, this makes sense. And we the, here's what's funny about that too, Judd, is we thought that John D. Filippo was gonna come in and do that. Yeah. Because you looked at what the Eagles did offensively with Ertz. Now we all know Zach Ertz is better than Kyle Rudolph and Trey Burton. Oh, by the way, the game is, is over now. Is it over finally?
2: Saw, from the play by play. Matt Castle sacked for minus 13 yards, Contrell Brothers got it. The game, This game, mercifully. Jonathan,
3: can we get like Ode to Joy, like fired up right now or something like that to celebrate that this game is finally over? <laughs> oh, football. But this poor sport. This poor sport
5: might never recover from what happened. There we go. Oh, the phone lines are ringing.
3: 651
5: 646
2: 8255 877 1500 Welcome to those of you. By the way, it's Nick
4: Sudfeld, the name you're looking for, for Philadelphia. Thank you
3: very much. Nick Sudfeld. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of where he went to college. I'm not quite sure. It's like Oregon State or something, I think.
4: Uh, Why so, do I know that? I don't know. Bowls is back in after a play, though. Okay. It looks like it's just the wind knocked
2: All away. right. Okay. So 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Welcome to all of you who are just tuning in on 1500 ESPN. And also, as we said before, watching on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Periscope. The Vikings win 27-9. to And are closing in on clinching a playoff berth is Houston leads Philadelphia by one point right now.
3: Sudfeld's an Indiana guy too, by the way. Okay. I I'm, I'm such a guy.
2: I, I think Sudfeld actually came in, if I am correct about this, to end the NFC Championship game, right? D- didn't he Did replace? He? last year? I want to say shortly after Nick Folds and his teammates were doing the skull chant on the sideline and in the huddle that Sudfeld came in and took the last uh, few snaps of that game. Okay. Alright, let's get to the phone lines. Let's start uh, Vikings vent line now. And it, of course, there could have been a lot of venting if the Vikings had continued like uh, to play like they did in the first half of this game. Let's start with our buddy Ben in Florida. Hi, Ben.
6: Hey, guys. Um, this team was sleepwalking for way too long in that first part of the game. Uh, but give credit to Mike Zimmer. Give credit to the offense. They came alive when they needed to. Um, I got my relatives in Texas, in Texas that are blowing up my phone going crazy about the Houston and um, Philadelphia game, but... <laughs> Man, how fitting would that be for, for Philadelphia to lose this game and be eliminated from, from the playoffs if they, if they couldn't hold on. But, hey, you know, this team took care of business. Um, didn't like how they started, but they finished strong. And, hey, who knows, right, how the season plays out.
2: All right, Ben, thanks. The one, okay, so I will give you, Manny Hill, the one potential positive of this performance that it's over now the do- well no that's for us i'm saying i'm saying if you're mike zimmer the one potential positive sure. now for us it's very positive it's done but the what he can use is the miami dolphins they just destroyed like mm-hmm. there was no 40 plus points everything went really well the dolphins were not in that game aside from a small amount of time in which they were gifted uh, to be in that game because of the pick six that kirk cousins threw but the positive about this is going into christmas now Zimmer can look at his team and say, gentlemen, you ain't close to being a playoff team. Like what we saw today is not a playoff Gotta type be of better. team. If you go into Detroit and you roll them by 30, there's a lot of guys who are like, <laughs> this oh, we're in great shape. We're in v-. this game brings you back in the first half of this game now, brings you back to being able to very, very easily articulate the message, you're not close. Like no. there's a lot to be done here. And we had, had to, to clean up a lot. The penalties alone. Let's see, what was the final total called on the Vikings? The penalties called eleven for seventy-eight yards. And Mm. don't misunderstand, Walt Anderson loves (laughs) that crew loves
3: to throw flags, so
2: it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But as far as football coaches love the cleanup thing, right? We got a lot to clean up. There's gonna be a lot to clean up here.
3: Yeah, and I think that's why it goes back to before about the question of even if the Vikings clinch today, do you do you still play your guys next week, I mean you might have you have to think about it from that standpoint too of you got things to clean up. You got to get yourself you got to get yourself I think you're ready. Right.
2: I think you're right though. I think as long as you're playing for positioning, unless sure. a guy, unless a player who you are concerned about for, for the first playoff game, I don't think you rest guys for the sake of that.
3: Now I think if Rhodes is Really banged up, yeah, and he looked like he was. He looked like something happened with him today, and you know we'll see. But if he's really banged up, I think he might be a guy that you sit next week if you clinch. But I think other than that, I think if you've got something to gain next week, even if you've already clinched the playoff spot, and even if that means just jumping up to the five seed instead of the six,
2: but you take it if you. you, I think
3: I think you take it if you can get it, and to the point of what you saw today. Today was not perfect. I think you've got to just use next week as well to sure up some things to make sure that you're as ready for the playoffs as possible.
2: Update desk, sir. Jonathan, Houston, Philadelphia. What's the latest?
4: Philadelphia's in field goal range. There's 11 seconds left. I think Houston just called the timeout because Philadelphia looks like they're going to come on for the field goal here.
2: Ooh. Mm. How uh, how far are we talking, do you know? Uh, it's. Like I can find
3: it here.
4: 20 They're at the 20-yard line, I believe.
3: This would be... <laughs> I love this league. This, this, I oh, mean, no, this,
4: Philadelphia is going for it here because there's still 11 seconds left. They've got oh, one okay. timeout themselves. They're going for one more play here. Yeah. Here okay. we go.
3: Okay. All right. Um, I mean, this game for the Texans and Eagles, this is big for both of these teams because the Texans are trying to yeah. fend off New England. The Texans are trying to get a first round bye and fend off New England because New England has a tiebreaker over them because they beat them earlier this year. So if they finish tied, the Patriots would be ahead of them. So the Texans are trying to. This would be kind of a kind of a heartbreaker loss for the Texans if the Eagles find a way to win this.
2: Darren Sproles two yard gain. The ball is now at the. Um, it's in the middle of the field yep. at the seventeen. Eagles kicker's
4: coming on right now.
2: Okay, so three th- seconds left. So this is it. Yep. So if this kid makes the field goal, the Vikings actually have to be very concerned about the Bears game a week from today. Yeah. If he misses it. Which in 2019, 18 kicking parlance it very easily could happen. 35 yard attempt. Okay. Now how much play by play can we give here? Because
4: not a Vikings game really. I'll let you know when it's done, when the kick's gone through. Can't you say snap here? Here's a snap here. So, I, mean, I probably on.
2: shouldn't. <laughs> oh, who's gonna bust us for this? It's Philadelphia Houston. Now Vikings I could see, because then yeah. then the flagship would get mad. What? What's the whip in Philadelphia You're gonna get mad at us? <laughs> what, what are they going to find? Just out?
4: call the timeout. Ah, I hate time. Yeah, I hate ice icing the kicker. The kicker. Yeah. I hate icing the kicker. Unless it works, then you like it.
2: Well, and actually, actually, don't forget, it worked. uh The Vikings iced the kicker in Green Bay in week two. He made the field goal, Crosby. Yeah, but because they iced him, he came back and missed it. And that was at the end of
3: uh, the fourth quarter, correct? Yeah, I think it was the end of regulation. All right, or no? What? Was yeah. it
2: overtime? No, I, it think overtime? It was regula- I think it was regulation. I think he missed a lot. Long- I think it was like 55 yards or something. He made it missed it. And he, line missed, it he
3: missed one in yeah. overtime, right? Crosby did, I thought. I can only recall the Carlson misses
2: <laughs> at this point, Manny Hill. I don't recall the
3: Crosby misses. So what, what do we got, Jonathan?
4: 35-yard attempt. They're going for it now. They're kicking it, and it went right down the middle. So Philadelphia has won. Philadelphia has won. Next week's game matters.
3: All right, well... People, see, you want to react to this? Well, see, here's the other thing too, Judd. Hold on
4: a I second. Mean, I'm posting a story as well.
2: I don't ever accuse me of not multitasking. <laughs> Look at this. I'm well, posting a story, a story as the,
4: well. Line.
3: Multitasking, Judd. That's fantastic. Eagles
2: win means Vikings will now have something to play for. The
3: other the other question I have too is are these Sunday. games going to be what on greatest? at the same time? Oh, so are the Eagles oh, we gotta, at Washington? Is no, that going to be on at the same time as the Vikings and Bears?
2: Actually, you know what? Look it up right now. I want to say that NBC, it, I think the flex, I don't. they don't flex 10 to 14 days out for this game. I think we're going to find out tonight what
3: the flex is. Because here's the thing. If, like, let's say Vikings-Bears This is great flexed. fun right now. Oh, this it's, 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 right. It's, this it's is fun I love it. I love so, the live aspect of how this is so going down. So if the Vikings and Bears get flexed to Sunday night, Yes. The Vikings will already know what happened in Washington. Because the Eagles and, right, and Washington okay. would have will have played.
2: Right now, can you tell me are these both these are both noon games next Sunday? I is that I think direct?
3: right now, yes. I okay. think they're both scheduled for noon. Okay. I don't see I don't uh let me see. My computer's moving a little bit slow here. But yeah, I mean that that will be interesting if if like let's say Vikings Bears gets flexed to Sunday night. And the Vikings by then will have already known what the Eagles have done during the day. And if the Eagles yeah, will have won. Yeah, they're both at their, noon next week. Yeah, they're okay. both at noon okay. as of right now. Okay. And if the Vikings already know, like let's say the Eagles win next week, the Vikings go into a Sunday night game potentially, knowing that the Eagles have won, all the pressure in the world is on them.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and, and because they
3: know that they com- have to win in order to get into the playoffs.
2: And that comes back to one very important thing. You signed a guy to a three-year, $84 yeah. million dollar contract for situations like this. Yeah. And that can be in a playoff game. That can be in a must-win
3: game, which this will be or and, could be. And what's interesting about that, too, Judd, is it's, in this particular case, it's not even, Kirk, go out and win the game. It's just, don't screw it up. Right. You know? So. Exactly. So
2: so the third thing that the Vikings had to have happened, today did not. Houston lost to Philadelphia, and so... As we just discussed, next Sunday's game now becomes very important against Chicago. Uh Jesse in Vermont, you're on Vikings vent line. How are you? I'm doing well,
5: man. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Good. Good. Dude. Go ahead. Hey, I I you know, I thought the defense was really great today. Um you know, they there was a good offensive scheme they had some success there, but the defense like stood up and um and uh you know, rebounded from from the from the offense making some plays there. And uh I thought that that was great. The other thing is, is that um, I don't know. I still don't trust Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he just looked flat to me. I mean, aside from getting you know lucky with a couple good uh, big plays, you know, the Hail Mary was good for 55 yards, and the 40-yard wide-open pass the Thielen was nice. But I mean, you know, aside from that, he he put up 150 yards of offense and just looked flat. Thanks, Jesse.
2: Appreciate the call. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. And the and the beginning of that game is very concerning. There's no question yeah. about it. That game was very important today, and I understand that the Vikings won, and and good for them for regrouping. Although I I think I could make a very good case that Detroit didn't care. But the beginning of that game, no matter what you think about either of these teams, if you are if you care about the Vikings, is concerning.
3: They had four their first four possessions. They had five yards of offense total. Yeah, and no first downs. Oh, and they just looked so total. They they it, it was it was awful. To start, 651
2: 646 8255 877 615 1500. The show is Viking Ventline. I'm Judd. He's Manny. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. Will in St. Paul joins the show. Hi, Will.
7: Hey, um, you know, I know Rudolph caught the Hail Mary and you know, it all ended well, but he made a really stupid play. Uh, the previous play, actually. Um, yes. he, he clearly didn't know we had a timeout and he tried to run out of bounds. He could have gotten into field goal range instead because he's not aware of the situation. He tried to run out of bounds. Um, the clock almost ran out. He didn't even get out of bounds. I mean, we, we had to use the timeout anyway. I mean, I, yeah, it worked out, but he, he almost cost us three points right there. That's just idiotic, not knowing the situation. And it seems like all season with the Vikings, especially on offense, there have been so many instances where the mistakes are mental. You know, it's not you know, running the right route you know, Kirk Cousins. You know, clearly isn't on the same page as receivers. Um, even on special teams, they almost got us to jump offside from the field goal. Mm-hmm. Probably should have. I mean, It's just so many mental mistakes that we're making. You know, if if you know guys are beating us because they're better, that's one thing. But we're not giving ourselves a chance a lot of the time.
2: Thanks, Will. Appreciate the call. Um, the Vikings' first half—they played stupid, and Detroit gifted mm-hmm. them that last touchdown. There's no. There's no defending it. I'm sorry, but. You can't sugarcoat that entire performance. Like there's no you can't come out and play like that in Detroit if you are truly a playoff team that has any aspirations, right? Yeah. Like there's nothing about it that you could be like, well they they looked tired for the first half and then no, they looked awful. Kirk Cousins was awful. They played awful. They played stupid. They played a dumb game.
3: Yeah, well and this is the today's game I think was a prime example of why and and I know fantasy football is is fun for a lot of people, and that it's it's easy to just look at numbers and stats and everything. And you know, a, a, if you had Kirk Cousins on your fantasy team today, you know he did you just fine. You know it was all good, and you were probably happy with the numbers that you got from him. But this was a this was a game today that was a prime example of you have got to like really watch these games to really get an indication of how well or you know how poorly the game was played mm-hmm. and. For a majority of that first half, save for the last two possessions, this Vikings offense was awful. They were awful and going nowhere. Four drives and what? For their first four drives, they had five yards yeah. total. Yeah. And they were, and it was, and that, it was and, alarming. And they were was, down nine to nothing in this game. The statistic
2: to what you're talking about here that just bowls me over passer rating. Kirk Cousins' final passer rating is 137.9. He did not have a 137.9 day. No, Not even close. Bob in Pennsylvania. How you
5: doing, guys?
2: Hanging in there. How about you?
5: uh, I'm not doing well right now. I'm pissed off, and I'll tell you why. The first thing about this game is that I want to communicate with John, because I know he's, he's your audio guy, and if you could I I want to put the request in of him maybe playing the song by the Stones, Winning Ugly, because it's just another example of the Minnesota Vikings winning ugly. Five yards on the first four possessions against a 5-9 and Detroit team with a coach who has basically allowed his team to check out they didn't throw the ball once on first down in those four, first four possessions. And when they don't throw the ball on first down, Bob, here you that go. That offense. Stones are playing, Bob. I love it, man. Stones are playing with you. Keep going. Man. John's good. Harrison's outstanding. John, keep going. You're the man. Keep going, Bob. When, when the Vikings offense right does not throw the ball on first down, they can't get outside of a wet paper bag. It's bad. However, when they threw the ball on first down and they're down 9-0, when they have to throw the ball on first down and throw the ball more to get back in the game, it opens up the offense and you can actually run the ball off the pass. Why can't they do that more often? You know, I'm flicking back and forth between the Vikings and the Eagles game because if the Eagles had lost, the Vikings are in. Hmm? They didn't lose. And when I was flicking back and forth, like early in the fourth quarter when the Eagles were down, you know what Nick Foles did on first down? He stepped up in the pocket. He threw a 50-yard bomb right on the money to his wide receiver, and they got the lead in that game, and they went up. And, you know, by a miracle, Houston came back, and, you know, they got the lead. And, you know, the Eagles what do what they do with the MVP, Nick Foles. They come back. The field, the, the field goal kicker missed two, two or three extra points in that game, but he made the final field goal to win the game, to keep the Eagles alive in it. And and by the way, yeah, you're on the Keep going. Stay, about about staying alive, John, you are the man. Let me tell you. Yeah. About staying alive, I just want to say one thing. Yep. That I didn't book my I didn't book any tickets for this Bears Vikings game because. You know, for over the last four or five weeks, you guys have been saying, that oh, this game might not mean anything. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is going to mean everything now because if the Bears win, the Bears are going to have to play this game no matter what. Unless they lose today. And they're not losing today. All right. Yeah. All right. And if yep. they do, yep. if they have to play this game, I am coming out to the Minnesota Vikings Bears game and my voice will be like 30 fans for a one, and I'm telling you what, I look forward to that, and I want to see the Vikings throw the ball more on on first down so they can beat the Bears and make a statement going into the playoffs. Bob, I love the passion. Thank you. You're the best, Bob.
2: The stones are for you, Bob. See you later. (laughs) It's very good, Jonathan. Nice work, well done, Jonathan. Open phone line six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Vikings vent line going as long as you need us to. A couple days here before Christmas, uh, Stoneman. How are you? You know, over the last four or
5: five weeks,
3: you guys have been
5: saying that oh, this game might not mean anything.
3: And, you know. uh, I think Stoneman needs to turn his radio down because uh, that was uh, Bob Bob in Pennsylvania on a delay oh, coming through his oh. uh, radio.
2: All right, Stoneman, turn the radio down, call back, and get a better cell, I think, too, uh, reception. Don in Ohio. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's up? Just excitement, Don, just excitement. It's yeah, going to be fun perfect. now, next Sunday.
6: Yeah, it's it's it's. Feels like 2003 all over again. To be honest with you, you just <laughs> going to feel that Don, way. Don, come on, Don. Can we bring? Can we have Mike Tice come in and blow the the horn uh, the, next Sunday? Because it it's it would seem appropriate. I'll have to go the Who, chair. Who's going to be
3: Pool for the Bears next week? What do you think? You know,
6: <laughs> has this team outside the Philly game? Has they actually played a decent first half outside Philly? I, I don't think so on the road because I don't think they have.
2: Mm, off top of my head, uh, no in Green Bay, for sure, because they had to rally back in that one in Week 2, right? Philadelphia, yeah, you're right. Uh,
6: Rams' uh, offense played well, but defense was horrible. You're right, you're right. Uh, let's Green see, Bears' obviously horrible.
3: Green Bay at home, maybe?
6: No, talk about on the road. Just, just oh, on just the road. on the road? Yeah, gotcha. no, he's talking okay, about road sorry. games. I,
2: I think you might be right. Yeah.
6: I think you, how is this team supposed to go out in the playoffs with win three road games? I it just oh they're it not. not shown. They're not. They're, it's they're, not going to happen. No, I think they I think could win a
2: first true. round. I think if they get the right matchup, a first round win would not shock me.
3: There, there's not three coming. No, I way. think no. they can. I think they can go into Dallas and win a playoff game.
6: I think they can go into Dallas, and yeah. I think they can. I think they can struggle to win at Dallas if they can shut down an Elliott.
2: But I guess the question so, to your point though is is also this.
6: Do they show up to start the game? I mean, that was embarrassing today. It was. That was a complete I, joke. You know, I was at Costco's for the first half, and uh, I'm glad I missed it. So I just know that it was like five total. Like they didn't get past the 37-yard line after until oh their own 37-yard line until four minutes left in the half. And then that's pretty ridiculous that that is. And I, I I don't know. it. it I mean, there's going to be some changes, wholesale changes on the offensive line, and they need a third receiver. What does it say about Treadwell being a healthy scratch? I mean, that's it's overdue though. I mean, that's
3: a sad thing. Oh,
6: it it's, it's just it
2: didn't it just didn't work. He
6: I mean, didn't work.
3: It feels like Treadwell's been a healthy scratch all season long. No, and it's just didn't it's since just, he started really.
2: Laquan yeah. the Laquan Treadwell. If Laquan Treadwell had been had been taken in the fourth round and they had liked him a little bit, he would have been a healthy scratch. How long ago? He might not still be there.
6: It's scary to think he's a bigger bust than Troy Williamson because at least Troy Williamson gave you a little bit of production.
2: Troy Williamson drove you crazy because there were moments you did see certain things. This kid, you just don't.
6: No, oh, ever. You know, outside of blocking. And, but he's not know. that good. He
2: fell. To, he, I saw one last week. He just flat out fell down on. Yeah. I think the blocking thing. I think he can do it occasionally, but it's not. He's just, he's just a bust. We have to accept that yeah. he's a bust, and yeah. it's time to to, as you just said, find another receiver, replace him, and move
6: on. Do you think the game gets flexed Sunday night? I think there's a decent chance. What are
2: the options here? Let's explore the schedule as, it's, as we is, continue. Week 17 going to be is really fun.
6: Houston. So you, I don't think there really is. They might even not have one, but I think the Vikings-Bears game probably is going to be the best option at this point.
3: Well, you, you're you going to have, let's see. Manny's right, though. Can you imagine the pressure? I can run through
6: the schedule for you guys if you guys yes. want well, it. Well, we've, we've got
3: the Titans and Colts play next week, and they're both 9-6. and six.
6: Doable. And so, the division's still up in the air too.
3: Yeah, that division. The
6: AFC that's, South is still sorry, up in the but air. But that's who? Titans
2: and Colts? Titans and Colts. Vikings and Bears market wise gets you Chicago. Sure. It's more it's sexier.
6: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's true too. So I'm I'm looking forward to how we're gonna tice this up next weekend. <laughs> It'll be here. I'm gonna have to think of some good suggestions.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Don. I appreciate it.
6: Merry Christmas, happy holidays. You gentlemen.
2: too. Take care. Bye bye. Open phone line. Actually two of them. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison, producing. Ross Brendel behind the scenes, making sure that uh, you can watch us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope, and uh, so many outlets. Let's go to Chad in Colorado, gentlemen. uh, Good talk to you today. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to all
8: you, and Merry Um, Christmas,
3: and Happy New
2: Year.
8: Oh, yeah, Christmas, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's
3: okay. It's all good. Don't worry We're about that, Seriously, just kidding. What do you got, Chad?
8: Yeah, absolutely. A couple of observations from today's game, you know. It's one of. I'm looking at it in the first quarter, first quarter and a half. You know, it's like pretty flat. But, you know, one of the things I think that, you know, Spansky is kind of doing, he's kind of thinking, looking back and saying, what did Shermer do? Let me go back and look at his playbook and say, you know, what did Shermer do in these situations? And kind of picking that up because one of the things I noticed is, You know, they were double covering a lot of the receivers again, just like New England was doing, just like Seattle was doing. So what did he do? He started kicking it off to the tight end. You know, I think that opened it up with with Rudolph starting to get the ball because then it opened up the long ball as well. So that kind of helped. But one of the things I don't know, I'm not quite sure if Stepanski is the right answer yet. I think he's got some things to prove. You think Steve Wilkes, you know, he was let go. He's probably going to be let go. You know, maybe he's a good offensive coordinator. What do you guys think? Thanks. Uh, Thank you, Chad.
2: I think you need to, after what we've seen, I think you need to get somebody in here who you have no doubt, no questions. There are no ifs, ands, or buts. Is he on the same page as Mike Zimmer? Yeah. So I don't want another guy. There was a time, I think, when Zimmer hired Norv. Mike's feeling at that time was, I've never been a head coach before. I've never coached offense. I want somebody who knows offense. And then Mike saw Norv's offense and thought, this doesn't look exactly like what I want. And then if you recall, he went and spent time with Hugh Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that's when he also went out and got Shermer. And obviously Mike Zimmer and Pat Sh- Shermer thought a lot alike. So, and I think we saw again with Filippo here, what happens when you get an OC who doesn't necessarily think along with Mike. Mike wants you to think like Mike wants, wants you to think. Mm-hmm. So it makes it very, so I don't, I don't want to go get, Oh, really good OC who might do something different because we're going to end up exactly where we did in December of this year, which is why aren't you doing, why aren't you running the ball more? Why aren't you doing things to the strengths the way I see them?
3: The other thing, too, with the offensive coordinator position, and this might work in Kevin Stefanski's favor, is they need some continuity, man. Sure. They need some continuity. And and it's, it's, I mean, year after year after year, even when the offensive coordinator does well, like what Pat Shermer was last year, it's just it's changing year after year after year, and they need somebody to come in and be the coordinator and be in place for more than one more than one year, more than a year and a half, mm-hmm. as the case with Pat Shermer. So, I that I think could potentially work in Kevin Stefanski's favor because maybe they decide to bring him back to just to have maintain that level of continuity. But you know, I mean if this, the fancy thing doesn't work out and Mike Zimmer he has a good relationship with Hugh right. Jackson. I think you're right, though.
2: No, no, don't even go there. Yeah, I, I, you've I thought said it. You've I, gone I there. Have. You've gone there, John. I know, but my concern is this, too. You've got to get somebody who is here and can spend an entire off season working yeah. with one guy, Kirk Cousins, as well.
3: And I, I The fact I that they think, went
2: so far out of his comfort zone with the yeah. assumption that because they signed him to, to this huge contract that he could turn into Rodgers or Brady or one of those quarterbacks was one of the dumbest assumptions ever made.
3: See, and I, I think Stefanski is just, I mean, I, I think it's the easiest and most logical solution to this is just to go into next year, just lift the interim tag off of him and just let him be the coordinator. He's been around, he's been with the organization for a long time. And why sort of disrupt that unless it just goes completely off the rails the rest of this season?
2: Phone lines open right now. Viking Vent Line, 651-646-8255, 1500 Eric and Bismarck, you're up next. Happy Festivus! Hey, same to you!
9: <laughs> same to you! For the, time for the airing of grievances, right? <laughs> Go right ahead. You got it plenty, I'm sure. Um... Can Xavier Rhodes not look like he's got a career-ending injury in the fourth quarter? I mean, it happens like every other game. Is it just me?
2: No, something's wrong there though that I think has been bugging him for some time here and I think he aggravates it essentially on a weekly basis and that's
9: why it looks so bad. And honestly, too, guys, I've said this before on the show, but Mike Remmers, is Danny Isadora is she seriously a downgrade over is she ser- like If you're being objective, like I'm just praying, I either need a lobotomy or a new team. Is he seriously a downgrade over Mike Remmers? Is he a downgrade? Because if he isn't, put him in for crying out loud. Put him in.
2: Thanks, Eric. Talk to you later. I mean, happy Festivus to you. We've been over this. Oh, yeah. We talked about it.
3: I mean, I've said all I can say about it. Remmers is playing right guard because he's the best option there and he has he isn't even a very good right guard but he's the best he's the best option that they have and the reason why he's the best option that they have is because Rick Spielman would not draft a guard he wouldn't draft a guard yep. and this is where you're at you've got Mike Rimmers playing out of position he is a right tackle he should be at right tackle now you can't go back to Mike Rimmers playing at right tackle because your developmental right tackle Brian O'Neill is basically locked into that spot now, and he's actually done okay. So, Mike Remmers is either going to be your guard, or you're going to cut him after the season, right? And I don't know. I don't know if the financial ramifications if they let him go and go get another guard or what. But as of right now, Mike Remmers is the guy at right guard, and we just have to kind of deal with it.
2: Six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Those are the numbers for Viking Vent Line and. I believe it was the outstate one that Mike from Ohio called and he's on now. Hi Mike. Hey, Merry Christmas uh
0: Manny and Judd. How Thank you guys you. doing? Doing great. Christmas. Doing Merry really Christmas well. to you. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm going to be the Ebenezer Scrooge of the show. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I just I just got to do it. Yeah, go ahead. Don't worry. Um Kirk Cousins average best NFL quarterback. Um I listen to you guys all week. I love it. The positivity do you guys, you guys know how many playoff games the Vikings have won in their fifty-plus year playoff history? Um, I, I know
9: the answer.
0: I'm the just top, asking you guys. Not off the top uh, of my head, it's probably all. close to
3: twenty. I think.
0: Go ahead. You should remember them, Judd. Come on, bud. It's not. It's not
2: all. It's not a lot. And but and keep, keep in mind, I started to watch this team in '78, so I missed the
0: Super Bowl runs. I'm, I'm in the mid '80s. so I'm a little bit after you. Okay. It's three. Okay. You remember the three games? So so it's three Anthony Carter Anthony Carter at San Francisco and the game the the heartbreaker the next week in Washington. Yeah. I think you remember that. Yeah. So we are talking road um, playoff wins. The un the unbelievable yeah, road playoff well, wins. The, okay. year, too. the Unbelievable yeah. falling part of the Giants when they got the onside kick and they won that game in New in New York. America- you might remember that. Miracle at the Meadowlands, yeah. And then Lambeau in O four. And then Lambo in O four. Very good. The Moss Moon game, game, yeah. That, Yep, the Moss Moon game. That's their three playoff wins. Uh, I I'm not convinced. I love the positivity. I'm not I don't care if they go to Chicago, Dallas. I'm not convinced this team with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback can win a road playoff game. And oh, I totally agree I, with I think, you. Are you are you sure
2: are you listening to us during the the week or a certain FM all sports station? We're not that positive. We're not guys. that positive and we we agree completely. We have I love there is. guys.
0: I listen to you guys. Okay, well I appreciate that, but too much appreciated. I appreciate, that but, appreciated. That, much, I appreciate <laughs> that, but
2: we have we we have expressed serious doubts for weeks now about cousins' ability to to operate in the environments in which you speak.
0: This is what this is what long term guys, because I'm sorry. I mean this is probably we're stuck this guy for two more years, which probably means we're not gonna win a playoff game for two years. What are we gonna do long term? And I'm you know, I'm a massive guy. I love Rick Spielman. He's done a great job. The Vikings as an organization has done a great job as far as developing late to middle-round picks. But we've really sucked at developing all-line and the quarterback. What can we do to fix that problem? That's all I want to hear from you guys. All right, Mike, thank you. You know what? Yep. I'll let you guys go. Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year, guys. Same to you, Mike. Thank you very Thanks, much. Mike. Well, I think, I think
2: we have identified the fact. I mean, let's just start with quarterback. I think we've identified the fact that Rick has real problems doing it. Yeah, and he just does. He hasn't, dra- you know, he hasn't drafted one. He tried on Ponder. He completely whiffed there. Um, he loved in 2009, and and Josh Freeman got taken by Tampa, and actually was good off the bat in Tampa. He loved Josh Freeman. Obviously, after things failed in Tampa, brought him here. That was a complete disaster. Offensive line, I think, is negligence. I really do. I think he has a theory on offensive line that's incredibly flawed, which is I never, I ordinarily, I shouldn't say never. That's too strong. I ordinarily don't have to take them high in the draft, which I think is negligence. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to quarterback, we it's his kryptonite. Like I, I don't think it's negligence. I don't think he's good at identifying. I don't think he's good at identifying quarterbacks, and he clearly has never hired somebody who can really help him there.
3: I think with the investment that they have made in Kirk Cousins and this is not to say that they need to build their offense around Kirk Cousins cuz Kirk is who he is he's you know he's somewhere between the 12th and the 15th best quarterback in the NFL so he's he's in the middle of the pack he's a middle of the road quarterback he'll show some signs of being very good and other times he'll do things that make you want to pull all your hair out i think the focus though needs to be especially this offseason in particular trying to add pieces that can make things easier for Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and to increase the likelihood of him having success and that means i mean i think they've taken a step with that so far by moving on from John D Filippo and i think Kevin Stefanski is going to have an approach of trying to do things to get to make Kirk more successful but also i think going out getting an offensive lineman you got to get a guard you got to get a guard that can protect can her Cousins and keep and, that line. Yeah, yes. and and keep keep the pocket as clean as possible for him because when you give him a clean pocket, he can have some success. Mm-hmm. And also, Dalvin Cook continue to utilize Dalvin Cook, and that's I mean that's the guy you really want your offense to be centered around. Is Dalvin Cook both in the running game and in the passing game having him have success? You've got two bona fide star wide receivers that are going to be just fine provided they stay healthy. Now it's just m- sort of tweaking and molding this offense around letting Kirk Cousins have as much success as, as possible.
2: Which is not treating him like a star quarterback. Exactly. That's the key. That The dumbest thing that the Vikings did was they looked at the contract and assumed that he was the contract. He's not the contract. Yeah. He you
3: was, don't want to build that, your offense around him, but you've got to add pieces to help him have success.
2: The price of poker is what it cost the Vikings to get him. That never made him a star, and it won't.
9: Hi, Phil. Hey, guys. I have a little Carol for you. Rudolph, the red zone receiver, had a very massive game. He never let the poor Lions come close to winning the football game. Uh, That's all I got. Maybe other listeners can go for a song with the lyrics. Well done. Uh, uh, A couple things I feel like – the. uh, people have brought up i thought that maybe a little bit of a growth showing some growth from zimmer uh him calling the timeout with 45 seconds to go at the end of the second quarter and actually getting the ball back even though our field position wasn't going to be great mm-hmm. it's not something he has always done usually i feel like he plays conservative make it a low scoring game just you know going to halftime we get in the ball back down nice seven it's fine but he actually we get that penalty by the lions on the on the punt, and we get up to the 30-yard line, and we are able to actually capitalize with a touchdown. That Rudolph uh, uh, Hail Mary was a ton of fun. I was in a bar. People were going crazy. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, one little thing that gives me a little bit of optimism going into the playoffs I'd be interested to see what you guys think is it is not uncommon now for our defense to give up stat lines to quarterbacks like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, to Matthew Stafford, where it's like, they're getting around 100 yard passing in a game, which is very uncommon in today's NFL. Sure. Uh, the defense has been awesome against the pass since like maybe week four or five.
2: Since Sam's game, that, I think they turned it around. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
9: That. Yep. Yeah, and I think that they could uh, shut down quarterbacks. That's all I got. It was another uh, tough week for Minnesota sports. The Wild and Timberwolves suck. Uh, but hopefully they'll turn it around. The Gophers got a bowl game this week, so. Go, go, Skyama! row the boat. Hyperculture. Go, Vikes. Go. This is how we baseball. Go wild. All always right, all it's
2: north. Ow. Bye, Phil. Merry Christmas. Awesome. I love the end of every Phil call. Uh, just one thing Phil said, though, is he uh, he said something that included the assumption of a playoff berth. If you are just tuning in to Vikings' vent line, Philadelphia oh. won. It's a fly mm-hmm. in the ointment. The Chicago game next Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium now matters. Yes. So if um, if Philadelphia wins at Washington, the Vikings need to beat Chicago, and then they're in. If the Vikings lose, their, uh, their fate is then in the hands of what Washington, another pretty checked-out team, which is having infighting problems. I don't think Adrian Peterson's going to be enough to say, guys, I want to beat the Vikings. <laughs> this could be a problem. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Texas, who's been holding patiently.
5: Yeah, so... So, so a couple of things that, uh, one about the playoffs. Don't let me forget about that. But I didn't, wasn't able to see the game, and I'm looking at the stat lines. I wanted your guys' opinions. So I see, I see Dalvin got 16 carries, but I think he had five catches. Total uh, yards. Three. three catches. Or three ca- okay. So, but his total yard, so 19 touches. You, how did, were we, should we have ran more? That's my first question. And then, and, uh, then, on the playoffs, the whole Chicago-Dallas—I think it's Chicago-Dallas Rams—and all vying for yep. two, three, four. So just some more. Because I love—I'm in Dallas, so I'd love to see if the Vikings could come here and go see a playoff game. But I'll hang up. Thanks, Jeff. And listen, thanks. Appreciate the phone call. Take
2: care. Yep.
3: Happy holidays. Yeah, I mean, I think it would just depend on. Should they have run
2: more? They should have done something that, in the first half instead of embarrassed themselves. <laughs> Aside from that. Uh, they did
3: run the ball 28 Rudolph. times
2: today. So. Yeah. No, the first half was an embarrassment. Oh, there's no, like, the first there's, there's half just no was brutal. It. No, it was brutal. It, was, it was terrible. It was one of the worst halves um, from both teams of football that I have seen in a long, long time. It was awful. Viking Event Line, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, Jonathan Harrison producing, Ross Brendel, making sure that we are on uh, the various forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope, TCL Broadcast Studios. Let's go to Hank. Hi, Hank.
9: Hey. uh, So preseason, you lose a top, I don't know, 20 guard in the NFL, Easton. Your uh, position coach or your uh, most delicate unit who's a close friend of the head coach, key part of the offense, passes away. Uh, you draft a corner and then lose a corner in Terrence Newman, who could play 10 to 12 snaps right now uh, due to your drafting the corner. He gets hurt. The heart and soul of your defense goes through some huge issues uh, the night before a game, a winnable game. Uh, you lose one of the premier backs in the NFL. Uh, for several weeks. Uh, you play the most difficult stretch of schedule in the NFL, uh, and here you are doing just fine, in my opinion.
2: Thanks. Appreciate the call. Um, uh, you embarrassed yourself in the first half today. That's Well, listen. The- I, I'm a football guy. I just look at the game. Yeah, I, just I, mean- look at, I go game by game, Manny Hill, and you embarrassed yourself in the first half. And listen, too. They signed a contract. They signed a quarterback to a huge contract, not to yeah. just be okay.
3: Well, here I mean, listen, here's here's the thing. The Vikings have gone through obviously a lot of things this year with injuries and Tony Sperano passing away, which is, I mean, a separate thing on its own. I mean, that's just that's life right there. Um but the re I, I mean, I don't think they're just fine. But, I don't know if I would qualify this as just well,
2: fine. And don't forget too, as tragic as the Sperano passing was, it was long before his um, his tragic death that we had extensive conversations about Are you doing enough with that position group? Right. Like it's not like this was a great group, and then he passed, and and they were all. And listen, and and I'm I'm with you. I'm sure I'm sure that affects guys. They're young mm-hmm. men. I'm sure it does. But this conversation went back weeks and even months before that all the way back to April to the draft, the draft to say are you doing this right and a lot of us said I don't think so so so, Hank if you want to think they're fine I guess I get it they're
3: not just fine I just though. don't agree that's, that's the thing they're I not just fine
2: I don't agree and and they made a lot they made a there's a lot of self inflicted missteps too yes the DeFilippo hiring essentially not vetting the process to know what you were going to get that's a you problem, and, like, and that's again, not a fluky. Oh my goodness, we thought he was going to give us this. That's a that's a you assume something and you were exactly wrong.
3: And again, and I'm going to keep talking about this as long as the offensive line and all that stuff keeps coming up. Okay, the Nick Easton injury, nobody could have predicted that. Okay, so you 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 kind of give them a pass for that, and that was that was a big loss for that. But here's the thing. Here's what's really funny about every time somebody brings up the Nick Easton injury, when he got hurt, what were people saying? Well, is Nick Easton even even that good? They're gonna they'll be okay. Yeah, he's what's, nice.
2: the, what's the big deal? And he was a nice player.
3: Yeah. And then when would put out something that said, "Hey, them losing Nick Easton might be a bigger deal than people realize." Oh no, they're gonna be fine. And, they'll be fine. And now yeah, here we are. And by the going way, in week seventeen, and everybody's like, "Well, the Nick Easton injury. I mean, that well, was a big one." Well. T- yeah. And
2: everybody, every, every team in this
3: league has a lot of guys get hurt. And that still doesn't account for Joe Berger. I, I'm going to keep talking about this. Joe Berger, your starting right guard last year, retired, and well, you did not replace him.
2: And the problem, the conundrum for Vikings fans that want to point to two guys going down this year, then you have to come back with the very harsh reality of, okay, then you had to win the Super Bowl last year because your defense was healthy. Yeah, That's great. Defense last year basically didn't have guys go out. And so if you're going to come at me with that, then I'm going to tell you, well, then shame on you for your team not winning Super Bowl last year because they had every opportunity and they just
3: got pummeled in the conference. And you had a great opportunity last year with the Super Bowl being in your backyard.
2: Yep. 651-646-8255 651-646-8255 877-615-1500 Those are the numbers for Vikings Vent Line. We're in the uh, TCL Broadcast Studios. Danny, hang on. We will be back after this. It's Judd, Manny, Jonathan, and Ross but Manny, first you have um, a word about some friends of ours here.
3: Yes, Lucky 13 Pubs. They are sponsoring Vikings Vent Line this season. They are The best spot in the Twin Cities to catch a game as the Vikings make this uh, push for the playoffs. They've got tons of TVs, those legendary appetizers, the fresh half-pound burgers, those handcrafted sandwiches. It's fantastic. Wide variety of pub favorites. Uh, They've got a great drink menu, a huge selection of tap beer, handcrafted cocktails, and some of the best Bloody Marys in town. Uh, You can try the bacon bloody, the jalapeno bloody, the marmery, or you know what? If you want to try them all, you can grab a flight. Uh, Lucky's, uh, they celebrate Sunday, fun day, happy hour all day long on days like this. Uh, Events and prize giveaways during games, too. And uh, you know what? If you've got uh, family in town for the holidays and you want to take them someplace nice, Lucky's has you covered because they've got great decorations and everything. I've been there uh, during the Halloween time. They really go all out with these decorations. They've got five Twin Cities locations, uh, Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville and uh, you can find them online at luckys13pub.com. That's luckys13pub.com. The show solely devoted to your reaction
0: on the game. The Vikings' vent line now continues.
1: Cousins, wide open. Thielen has it inside the ten. How he got loose on that sideline. but He was alone. Thielen's only catch of the game set this up. Cousins fires for the end zone. Touchdowns to Five Diggs. Cousins is trying to get it to the end zone. The Hail Mary from Cousins. It's caught! It's Kyle Rudolph for the Viking touchdown! Well, then maybe it's fitting here. Andy! Cook gets the ball back. They fake to him. The toss to Rudolph, and he's into the end zone. Another Viking touchdown for Kyle Rudolph.
3: Yes, indeed. Vikings win 27-9 over the Lions, improving to 8-6-1. It was ugly, but the Vikings will take it. And now uh, that uh, game against the Chicago Bears in Week 17 is going to mean a lot for this team. They need to win to get in, depending on what happens with Philadelphia and Washington next week. And uh, so that's where we're at. Vikings Vent Line rolls on. Manny Hill, Judd Zolgad. Brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pubs. Five Twin Cities locations. You'll find them online at luckys13pub.com. Judd?
2: Thank you, sir. Let's get back to the phone lines as we uh, get reaction to the Vikings win over Detroit. Danny in New Jersey. Hi, Danny.
8: Hi. Good evening, guys. Happy holidays. You too. Um, So I'm not as big on the win maybe as some people are I mean I'm glad we won obviously but uh still some concerns with the offense starting slow I know Miami was a weaker opponent last week and I know Judge, you've been saying the whole time that it looked like the Dolphins really could have cared less about that game so um seems like the Lions were pretty charged up for this game sounded like the fans were really into it first half was just brutal um so I was just wondering, you guys—I'm sure you probably feel as well, possibly—that you know this is still a work in progress with the offense <laughs> trying to trying to figure out with uh, Stefanski calling the plays. But I mean, it was it was a brutal first half to watch. Um, was a win? I mean, you know, it's something that they needed. And man, do I do I hate Nick Foles. Can't stand that guy. He's good. Um, He's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he is. I guess they're going to have a decision to make with Wentz. I mean, I don't know, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just feel like, you know, it was a win. Great. Fantastic. I don't think it was anything to write home about. I know, you know, you put things up on Twitter, you end up getting bashed. Um, you know, you're not doing backflips over the win, but solid win. Not too impressed. Stole some struggles with the offense, especially in the first half. Yep, uh, but I'm going to cut it short. I just want to ask you guys a question. What do you guys think about the matchup next week at home against Chicago? Happy holidays, guys. Thanks,
2: Thanks Danny. Thanks, Danny. Uh, you know what? I you know what I really want to see, especially if Chicago is going to come out and uh, play the, the entire game, uh, because it means something to them. It's not the matchup with Chicago. It's the matchup between Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins' brain. That's the matchup I want to see. Yeah. Because you know what? What have we? What do we keep coming back to with him? Pressure. Mm-hmm. when there's direct pressure applied now I didn't think this like it's weird week two Green Bay I thought oh my god, look at those second half throws uh but you know the whole prime time narrative right and of late it seems like when there's pressure applied when he knows okay Kirk, this is on you this is why you got the huge contract but there's almost a battle between Kirk and Kirk's brain so I'm not sure that I am I am ultimately and and listen if Chicago's defense is going to play well, then it's a problem. But I don't know that my, my biggest question is about Chicago. It's almost about the, the Vikings quarterback and his mental state.
3: And that's why I'm so interested to see if this game with the Bears gets flexed to Sunday night. because
2: Yeah, we're getting it, responses, by, by the way. There's people saying that there's no way it will. There's a guy here. If you look at our Twitter feeds, somebody brings up the, um, the Browns game I saw was brought up. Now, I know the Browns are out, but the Browns are sort of a trendy team. And let's see, a Browns-Ravens has a possibility. And then if you look at the rest of our Twitter timeline feeds, there is a, if the Steelers lose, Thomas thinks it'll be Colts-Titans on Sunday night, which you brought up.
3: Yeah, but the more I think about it, and you brought it up too, that I, I think when if you're talking about market and primetime, I think the, the Vikings and Bears is a much Bigger draw than Colts Titans.
2: Privately, the Vikings would go. I think they'd go absolutely ballistic, but I don't think the league would care about that, right? Right. Like yeah. if you're Zimmer, you'll you'll go nuts because you are yeah. now putting you are now putting Cousins into the teeth of exactly what you fear.
3: Yeah, well, because that's because there, there's so much. I mean, listen, there, there will if the if this game gets flexed, and again, we don't know if it is or not yet, and maybe it doesn't. But I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, if this game gets flexed to Sunday night. And the Vikings will, at that point, they will know what has happened in the Philadelphia-Washington game. And if the Philadelphia Eagles win and the Vikings and Bears gets flexed, all of the pressure in the world is on the Minnesota Vikings and most notably Kirk Cousins. Because it's they need to win the game in order to get in, and it's a primetime game. And what, have, what, is, what has been the narrative on Kirk Cousins in primetime games and pressure field games? The
2: Vikings go crazy. The Vikings go absolutely privately yeah. ballistic. Mm-hmm. But it would be very interesting to see. Oh, boy, it'd be interesting, yeah. Uh, so besides that, once again, the Vikings and uh, and Detroit Lions played today. They set football back approximately 65 years. The game will never be the same after seeing that first half. It looked like we they should have come out in leather helmets it was terrible <laughs> but we are done he's manny i'm judd jonathan ross all helping out up next on 1500 espn steelers football against the giants is that correct jonathan saints against the saints i can't read my writing but you can listen <laughs> to it next i've never had good penmanship it's not my fault i blame my parents bye
1: cousins is trying to get into the end zone the hail mary from cousins it's caught Kings, let's win this game, my Vikings, honor your name, go get that first down, then get a touchdown, rock'em, sock'em, fight, 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 my Vikings.